Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Wherever you find American troops today, you'll find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the lines. The Army Ordnance Corps. To the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Once again, I am Sergeant First Class Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th ESC, and joined with me today is Mr. Philip Merchant, our Chief Safety Officer. Or what? What is your actual title? Maybe that. Um, I would. I normally put on business cards and things. Director of the Command Safety Office. I like that better mm-hmm. too. Okay, Director of the Command Safety Office. That's right, Philip Merchant. Okay, and thanks for joining us uh, t- today on the podcast. So, um, I was just thinking before we sat down here, it's getting to be the kind of sticky Korea weather, hot and sticky. So, uh, yes, with that comes extra. Um, dangers you know that we got to be mindful of so what, what do you think of when you think summer safety um i think we tend to focus a lot on the off-duty uh summer t- safety pieces you know people uh going swimming um a lot more travel when you know out and about with either family or just you know looking at korea um and tend to really focus on the off-duty hazards um but i think what we tend to run into here is that this is also our busy period um, for a lot of exercises and you know the task that we tend to do which is the RSOI and all those uh, interesting interesting acronyms that yeah. I, I try and keep up with <laughs> um, but sometimes uh, I, I know what it is but at the same time sometimes I, I stumble over the over the, the letters but um, you know knowing that we have you know vehicles on the road uh, doing a lot of um, missions uh, here and there uh, in support of always really mm-hmm. you know and uh, that we have vehicle operators who are you know doing the the 24 7 type of missions with our mps um you know our cssbs um, with msck um and you know our hhc you know supporting all those things we we do have to we always are always busy no matter what time of year it is yeah and then we just get longer days and more daylight so and hotter weather so yeah (laughs) so there are some some heat heat related issues that we we have to focus on too so what are some um easy fixes or just common precautions you can take to to prevent any kind of accidents like that in the summer I mean, I, I think the key ones, uh, you know, if you're swimming, always try and swim uh, somewhere where there are lifeguards. Um, when I, Years ago, we were stationed in Okinawa, and every which way you went, there was a beach, um, and sometimes they were isolated, and sometimes people liked that. You know, they wanted to go to that isolated beach, but, you know, it, it's uh, amazing how quickly people can get into distress when they're in the water. Um, and then, you know, you kind of add in uh, uh, the good feelings of, of being out and about in the summer, uh, warm weather and barbecues and beers here and there. And, and you know, the, the fun, fun times can sometimes sort of erode our, 
awareness a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really just keeping focused on, you know, what you're doing, uh, you know, using those risk management tools that we use at work all the time, all the time, um, and, and kind of trying to apply those on, on those off-duty situations. So, um, you know, make sure if you're going swimming, make sure there's a lifeguard, uh, you know, sort of uh, check check the water really before you, you know, look before you leap as it were. What about for people who maybe this is their first summer in Korea and they haven't experienced this kind of heat and humidity before? Like, is there anything different they need to keep in mind uh, if they're going to go out and enjoy themselves? I think just uh, make sure uh, to watch. It, it, um, really just watch the weather. Um, it does turn. Um, sometimes it'll go from hot to cold. So you go out expecting it to be sunny all day. And then the next thing, you know, some, uh, dismal cloudy weather has blown in and, you know, it's gone from a hundred, well, not a hundred degrees yet, but mm-hmm. you know, high summer, we'll probably be sitting a hundred and then it'll drop down to like today's 70. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, once you get wet and windy and cold, uh, you know, that can change your environment real quick. So, um, but when it's hot and sunny, um, just always making sure. Uh, sound like an old infantryman, but you know, uh, drink water. Drink water. Right. That's right. Take and a knee. Uh, you know, get in the shade and 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 don't over overwork yourself. Uh, you know, having a good time, just like you would uh, at work. Absolutely. And um, what about like uh, animal safety with with pets? Things people have to remember. Um, I mean, with pets, it's, it's almost if it's hot for you, it's hot for them. I think it's a cool bumper sticker mm-hmm. I've seen sometimes. Sometimes. Um, and you know, uh, we have a, a cat at home and I always kind of have to remember, uh, uh, we were, uh, uh, well, she's wearing a fur coat all right, the time, right. really. So if we're, if we're kind of getting warm, you know, it's almost doubly warm for, you know, let's put, put some, put some coats on and then maybe we can kind of feel what the temperature's like for the animal in the house. Um, but you know, just making sure we're taking out, uh, you know, similar, you know, just bringing some extra water along, maybe a bowl. Or something so that you can, you know, when you have a stop and a rest, uh, you know, if you're walking a dog or something, uh, making sure that they have an ability to get some water too, because they they will overheat quickly. Um, um, well, um, so, what what other advice would you give commanders these days? Um, I think really one of the the few things um, we looked at. Uh, so we had our safety and occupational health advisory council um, for a second quarter. It's almost a couple of months now ago, um, looking at third quarter. Um, and what we really were looking at is a preparation for the third quarter, the spike, they call it. So vehicle accidents is uh, historically something that we have to we see as an Army, um, a spike in uh, during third quarter. Um, and really a lot of those, those tasks that we – maybe a tribute to just sort of normal business uh some of those um complacencies kind of come into play um here in korea we have the you know the turnover time Mm -hmm. and so third quarter is where they usually are starting to see that change and so a lot of young soldiers are are acting as a convoy commander Mm. and they have not been trained to be may or may not have been trained in that role they may have seen it done a few times, but they're being thrust into that uh, leadership role and going, okay, mm-hmm. you know, take charge of this and get it done. Um, because you were, you were here 
a few months ago. Yes. Uh, versus you've been here a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, have you ever done this before? And, you know, a lot of soldiers would be like, hey, I don't want to appear to not know a job. So I'll get on, you know, we'll get it done. Uh, attitude and and sometimes it takes leader engagement to kind of come back down and be like okay walk me through your process you know let me know that you know what i think you know and uh make sure that uh, you're you're the right individual maybe to lead this uh convoy Um, so it's just it's always important to be reassessing risk you know after the conditions change um yeah the a couple of the article that kind of came out with it. Um, the, they're calling it, uh, I would say it's new, but it's something that's interesting, um, dynamic risk management. Mm. You know, So not only focusing on the deliberate risk management process that we do before we do a, a thing, but as we're going through it and as we are running a couple of iterations of it, um, rechecking it, looking back over it, coming back in, re- like you said, reassessing risk. Mm. And making sure that, you know, what we're seeing and what we're looking for is is the right things or, or what could impact the mission. So don't think of it as just that worksheet you do before a mission, like a week before a mission. I'm, you know, I'm nodding good. my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just always going, basically. Right, yeah. Um, um, they used to, there was another one, was real-time risk management was another one we, we kind of looked at. Um, in the in the kind of in in the interim uh so you know deliberate's always going or happens before planned we thought about it we've done it we've done this before we see it and then real time is what the supervisor squad leader the convoy commander is actually facing and what he's seeing you know if it's a vehicle that's breaking down you know assessing that risk you know or if there is a uh road construction or you know let's see a lot of that around here you know what we plan for you know has changed in some way and i and i think really it's always about making sure that we give those young leaders the uh, opportunity to feed back that to the commander let him re re let him or her reassess that and then let them focus on uh if they need to change that initial risk and or that residual risk and make it a bit more of their focus. And what other resources are there for leaders out there in making sure they're they're taking the right steps for for the these summer missions? Um, like uh, so, you know, fortunately, there's always the CRC, so the U.S. Army Combat Readiness Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they've really up their game this this year, um, where they've actually sort of focused on some of these quarterly spikes. And kind of got back into this um, business of seasonal safety. They kind of moved away from it uh, a few years ago to kind of be like, okay, well, spring and summer, fall and winter, yeah, yeah we, we see it oftentimes. Um, and then also the Eighth Army uh, safety uh, site. But then, of course, uh, me. Yeah. And so you know, uh, you know, through you know, they I always ask them, make sure that if you can go through your additional duty safety officer at the unit level. And then through the battalion level, that way, if there's something similar th- that's occurring at that unit's uh, seeing, then they can actually assist them with actually seeing all the other units. And maybe it's something that needs to be spread. Uh, you know, it's that mm-hmm. one person puts their hand. That that one person that asked that question that everybody wants to know right. the answer to. That they were also thinking that, but mm-hmm. uh, actually, 
putting their hand up and actually doing it. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, I was thinking about that. But I wasn't going to – I didn't want to ask that question in front of the group you know, um, type of thing. So, And um, what what other kind of things uh, – this um, – we're also doing a lot of PCSs um, this season and families getting ready to move. Um, are there any kind of hazards involved with that too? I think really um, – <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, with with the PCS season, um, it, it is about uh, making sure that you, you use that planning uh, process. Um, that we've done it a few times ourselves. Um, but um, really, it's uh, uh, making sure that, you know, we don't get impatient, I guess, would be a, a good word. You know, I've got four weeks left here. I need to see everything. The pandemic was stopped to me so everybody just you know we're going to do this massive road trip uh from mm-hmm. uh seoul uh down to the to busan and everywhere else and you know just drag in at the last minute and be like i saw everything um and so just just making some time to you know plan those things out um you know with with the packing process you know sort of just making sure that um you know uh uh chemicals and, and medicines oh, sure. and things like that are you know kept out of the because you know we're you're upsetting your life and mm-hmm. jamming it all into boxes again um probably labeling things and, and keep it making sure that um you know what uh, what it is and 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 um like good neighbors making sure we're disposing of it correctly right, uh, right. and not just leaving it for someone else to deal with uh, at a later date um I think too. Uh, I think uh, yeah, and just you know, in the in the normal uh, routine things, know your limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, your your lower back is a very sensitive area, um, as as we all can attest to as we get older, and have have dealt with military things all our, all our lives. It seems like it's just the easy lift, um, but you do it repetitively over time and. The next thing you know, you're like, "Hey, my back is sore," mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or, or that's that pinch. What is that pinch? Um, so just just being mindful of that, and you know, kind of uh, always like you know, if you if you need some assistance, uh, there's always a, a buddy to call, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who's, who who usually rush to your aid, right? Especially if you give them an offer like, "Hey, how about some dinner?" Or uh, you know, yeah, some beverages or something. <laughs> And so, um, before we go, I want, want to get your kind of your background too. So, how do you how do you get into um, army safety, like you did? Um, mine was uh, an interesting uh, routine, I guess. Um, so, I'd done, I done. I came in as an infantry lieutenant. Um, did the normal routine piece, which was at some point, hey, you're range safety. Go to the range safety class, and then uh, oh, also because you're range safety, go to the uh, SOC forty course or the safety officer. 40-hour course. So that was really my first introduction to Army safety. Um, some years went by. Um, ended up as a con- – uh, I went ahead and ETSed uh, after a few years with the infantry. Um, I'm, a, I'm a bigger guy, so uh, I, I tried to keep up for as many years as I could, but it just didn't work out mm. uh, in the same way that I wanted to. I was also mechanized, so I looked funny coming uh-huh. out of the top of a Bradley. Um <laughs> Especially when I, I was had full battle rattle on, you know, it was, it was I had to squeeze out as mm-hmm. it were, as it were. Like, Hang, why we got to wait for the lieutenant? He's coming. Just mm-hmm. just give him a few more minutes. Um, but um, 
I got back in through uh, as a contractor uh, at Fort Rucker for range safety. Um, and then that kind of pinpointed me in, in a little bit more of a subject matter expertise level of, okay, I can blend some of these risk assessment pieces. I can, you know, use some of my, uh, uh, let's see, what's a good way of saying it? Uh, devious history uh, as an infantry lieutenant, you know, who sometimes did it uh, before mm-hmm. we thought about it um, and, and, and rushed the process sometimes and, uh, you know, kind of lean on some of those uh, uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I introduced myself to a group of, uh, this is when I, before we came here, I was at the installation Fort Gordon and I introduced myself to all the senior commanders with, don't be afraid to ask me anything. I've seen it, done it, or been a part of some of the worst not worst things but some some <laughs> some sketchy items so it it, I've, it won't surprise me um so please use me as a resource <laughs> and that it always gets a chuckle but um and then uh when um i think it was 2015 uh, i had my first sustainment experience um so i was the safety manager for the 16th sustainment brigade in Baumholder, germany oh, okay and that was eye-opening for me as a as an ex-lieutenant to actually understand where water came from and mres didn't magically appear mm-hmm. but um it it it, it provided a, an interesting uh, aspect to me that i hadn't expected before which is that sustainers work all the time it never stops and the interesting thing that happens with sustainment is you have to keep, you know, an infantryman, okay, trained to go and take the hill. Okay, we did that. You know, we, we, we practice it, and we come back, we reset, we try it again. Um, sustainers, it's keep doing it over and over and over again until you either run out of stuff, run out of fuel, something breaks, or, you know, we kind of can't keep up uh, with those things. And, uh, and also, I, I thought it was always interesting, too, is that, Training is just doing the same work in a field environment, um, twenty four seven. Right, a lot of the times, and you know, and that was, it really kind of it did. It spoke to me. So when when I saw the ability to become uh, the safety director for the Expeditionary Sustainment Command here in um, Camp Emory, Daegu, South Korea, I jumped at the chance because uh, yeah, I really enjoyed working with sustainers and and and. Um, assisting in that safety process because it's definitely interesting we're gonna thank you for coming on mr merchant and uh, hope everyone has a safe summer and uh, like i said there's plenty of resources out there so you can safely plan your missions during the summer even if that just means going on vacation so thanks again mr merchant and thanks for listening to every soldier counts podcast